Welcome to Crossview Radio, weekly podcast for Wayne County. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We exist to glorify God by exalting Christ and magnifying the gospel for the joy of all nations. Well, today will be the third part in a series on faith. We've been asking uh, how to define the word faith uh, the last couple of weeks, and uh, we'll continue in that endeavor today. Uh, we began this study with uh, a Bible verse and a quote, uh, seeking to give some definition to our topic. The verse is Hebrews 11.1, 1. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And uh, John Murray gives three aspects of faith that make up his definition. He says that faith is knowledge passing into conviction, and it is conviction passing into confidence. Uh, three aspects. The first is knowledge. The second is conviction, or we said assent. And the third is trust. Uh, we distinguished the first two, and now we're on the third. Uh, as uh, a way of just a short review here, uh, the first act of faith is knowledge. You must know the object of your faith. Are you trusting in, in Zeus? Are you trusting in secularism? W- what is the object of your faith? Uh, the go-to text on this is Romans chapter 10. Uh, notice in particular verse 17 that says, Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And so if we are going to have faith, we are going to have to hear. It is going to have to pass through the mind uh, to be able to uh, embrace Christ. Uh, you cannot be saved without knowledge. You need to know the gospel. And this is why there is such a strong emphasis placed on the preaching of the Word in uh, in the Gospels. That's the first act. The second act of faith is conviction. Uh, We used the illustration uh, last week, uh, Charles Blondin, uh, who walked across Niagara Falls on a tightrope. And if you remember from that illustration, he goes back and forth several times, and finally he has this wheelbarrow, and he asks this crowd, do you believe that uh, I could take a man across uh, on a wheelbarrow? And they all, of course, shout and applause, yes, you can. And he picks out one individual man, and he says, do you believe, sir, I can take you across? And the man says, yes, I believe it. And Blondin said, well, get in. And, of course, the man refused. Uh, he had, to, to borrow what we're, we're talking about here, uh, he had those first two aspects of faith. He he knew who he was trusting in. Uh, he knew the the person, what, what was going on. Um, he even believed that he could do it, but he was missing the third component. Uh, he had knowledge, he had assent, but he did not have trust, which is the aspect that we're going to be discussing today. Now, probably most of us, and I think rightfully so, tend to associate the biblical call to faith most closely with this third aspect of trust. We tend to assume the first two. We don't really perhaps think about them as much, Um, but we really emphasize this last one, which is this call to trust in Christ. Uh, Trust is the most personal component of faith, for it transitions out of the realm of the theoretical and into the realm of the specific individual. Uh, Trust is more than just intellectually knowing certain gospel facts. It is more than 
even believing in those gospel facts to be true. Uh, the demons do that much. Trust is where the gospel applies to me specifically, and a commitment is involved. I trust and commit myself to Christ, and I rely on him and not myself. Uh, again, to go back to the wheelbarrow illustration, it is the difference between believing that Blondin can take me across the falls and actually getting into the wheelbarrow. With faith, it's going beyond my belief that Jesus can save me, and it's actually entrusting myself to him. Whereas the first act of faith engages the mind, and the second act of faith engages the emotions, this third aspect of faith engages the will. Uh, You must be willing to trust Christ. Uh, This component of faith, by the way, is, is absent from the uh, Roman Catholic conception of faith. Uh, they have a divided loyalty. There is some trust in Jesus, but there is also trust in the various mediators, uh, one's own contribution of good works, the church, and the sacraments. Uh, it is not an all-in faith with Christ. There is not a comprehensive, exclusive commitment to Christ. There, There is this just kind of uh, a splattering of having faith divided in all these different components, and it really is not a genuine trust in Christ as the one who's able to save. Now, contrary to that view, the prodigal son in uh, the the, the um, parable in the Bible uh, provides us with the right view of faith, and so the son. When he finally comes to his senses, he says in Luke 15, verse 18, I will arise and go to my father. He is, he is flying to his father. He is going to his father. For us, this is for us to fly to Christ. Uh, it is where you don't trust yourself any longer, but you trust in Christ, even as Paul demonstrates for us in Philippians chapter 3. After Paul provides a lengthy list of his moral achievements, accomplishments, credentials. He says this in beginning in verse 8. He says, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. Paul is completely discarding his own righteousness. He he is completely trusting in the righteousness that Jesus Christ provides alone. This is what it means to actually trust in Christ, to to run to him for your righteousness. Uh, He is trusting in the finished work of Christ and his imputed righteousness. It is also important to know when discussing this aspect of faith, in fact, it's crucial to know uh, that when you trust in the person of Christ, you must not separate the person of Christ from his benefits. Uh, In other words, the Christian does not trust in Jesus for a get-out-of-hell-free card. Uh, The greatest delight for the Christian 
is not the escape from punishment, although certainly we would say that is uh, a delight. The greatest delight is not that, but it is in gaining the person of Jesus. I want to give to you a quote from Piper that I think uh, just uh, nails this uh, very well. He, he says, um, quote, Until the gospel events of Good Friday and Easter and the gospel promises of justification and eternal life lead you to behold and embrace God himself as your highest joy, you have not embraced the gospel of God. You have embraced some of his gifts. You have rejoiced over some of his rewards. You have marveled at some of his miracles. But you have not yet been awakened to why the gifts, the rewards, and the miracles have come. They have come for one great reason, that you might behold forever the glory of God in Christ, and by beholding, become the kind of person who delights in God above all things, and by delighting, display his supreme beauty and worth with ever-increasing brightness and bliss forever. End quote. This is the idea that we do not separate the person of Christ from his benefits. We are to delight in the person of Christ and not just want to uh, partake of some of the gifts that he happens to give out. And certainly we're not saying that we hate the gifts. We love the gifts, but we love them because of who they come from. And we love them because they cause us to light in the giver more than the gift itself. Uh, th- this, this distinguishes this act of faith from the previous one. It is a laying a hold of Christ. It is receiving Christ. In fact, John 1.12 touches on this when it says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Colossians 2.6 Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. What does it mean to have faith? It means that you have heard the gospel, that you believe in the gospel, and that you trust in the gospel to save you. Biblical faith touches the mind, it touches the emotions, and it touches the will. Acts 4.12 says, There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men, by which we must be saved. Trust in Christ. He is sufficient. Thanks for listening to Crossview Radio. I'm John Marino, pastor of Crossview Church in Orville. We meet Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Orville YMCA. To find out more about Crossview Church, visit us online at crossvieworville.com.